The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys, streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line, Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game and our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. Welcome into the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeomans in the final regular season episode of 2021. Mm. Did you finish off the Golden Grounds? Uh, yeah, we yep. did upstairs. Yeah, nice. the Lay's awesome. Golden Grounds. Golden Grounds, man. Go and win you a bag because there's only like five that they're giving away. Wow, five I, by whom? Uh, by Lay's. Oh, I believe. So I thought it was like two hundred. They made two hundred, but oh. they're giving away five, or maybe the Cowboys are giving. I don't away think I five. won. I tweeted them. I didn't get anything back. You didn't mm. win. I don't think so. Goodness. I put gracious. my name in the hat, though. That's all Probably you know, that's because you've already tasted the Golden Grounds. I did taste the Golden Grounds. Yeah, we had the nice crunch last week. And they were delish. Yeah. Mm. But how's everybody doing? Is the recovery set in yet? Oh, yeah. It's sunken in already. <laughs> it is sunken like quicksand. <sighs> I don't know. It feels very like, like a freaking funeral around this part, man. It does. I, I mean, it does. It's a disappointment. I get it. It's I get a, it, man. It sucks. It's always like this on a Monday after a loss, but I think you got to multiply it by 10 yep. this week. And, yeah, missed opportunity. Yeah. Really, I mean, I, as good as they've had in years. You don't get them back. No, and you only get so many tries at a Super Bowl, and you only get so many tries in the playoffs to even get that direction and the fact that you're not there. It is. It's disappointing. Heck, but if you had one word to describe the way that Kyle, <laughs> Cowboys feel, Cowboy, it, it has to be a clean word. It has to be radio, radio friendly. No commas. Yeah, he tried to get me up out of here right now. Ain't he? uh, uh, radio friendly. Uh, one word to like. describe how Cowboys Nation is feeling right now. Oh, down. It just sucks. Hey, this is this is pretty bad. On on the level, uh, I mean, you you thought you had everything going this season. You thought you had all the pieces, um, and it didn't come together. And after going back and watching the game again. We were never even close in that game, man. It, you know what? Jerry said it after the game in the tunnel that the, the score was not indicative of the beatdown. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, so many close. words. No, nah, it wasn't close. Kind of like Arizona. Mm. Arizona, that game came down to the very end, but the better team that day clearly was the road team. I mean, but it, even when I look at the Arizona team, it, the, the game last night, I'm, I was saying to myself, how much different would it have been if they had Hopkins? You know, how much more of their offense was just cut off because now the Rams just had to concentrate on the guys that they had. And just coming down the stretch, if you don't have all of your guys, it affects the way that you play. And that's just that's just it. And that's that's the killer about this team right here mm-hmm. is that we heard for weeks, and it was a fact, like while a lot of teams were getting depleted and decimated by injuries, yes, it was the Cowboys Ascending. were getting healthier, as healthy as you could possibly ask for. Keanu Neal was inactive for that game. Beyond that, Michael Gallup's on IR. A couple other guys. Beyond that, that was a healthy football team. 
Yeah, and you're expected to have some sort of injuries, but if you're telling me that Keona Neal and Michael Gallup were the absolute difference in the way that offense looked and the way that they were unable to stop the run, I would disagree with you. I, I don't think they would have made that big of a difference because, like Heckman just said, you were dominated through the first three and a half quarters. It took you 59 minutes, or maybe a little less than that, maybe 50 minutes of that football game to finally wake up and, and realize what the what the stakes were. That It was win or go home, and it took too long for them to realize, and ultimately that was the difference between being a playoff winner and a playoff loser. Well, I just want to find out what are we going to do with Amari Cooper. I think it's going to be very important. How are we going to go forward uh, with the, the weapons that we have? Because he is legit a weapon. I think we would all agree. Yep. Uh, but if we're not going to use him, if we, you know, the $20 million that's being paid to him, I think that's the, the one thing that they've got to figure out, how, how to go about that linebacker-wise. I mean, just pieces, just looking at where we're going with all the names that we had on free, that you read off yesterday from free agency. Like, how many of those guys are going to be back? How many can you actually return? But when I, even after going through all of that, I guess the silver lining is – Man, you got to still have a good young squad. Will McClay, Steven, Steven Jones have put together a damn good squad. Uh, I think if you trust your draft picks, if you trust Boss Man Fat to be the future at cornerback, obviously it's maturity issues, things that he's going to have to clean up. But uh, guys like Nation Wright, what role do they play into next season? So, I mean, there's a promise and you have a foundation, you have a base. And obviously with the bazooka, you got to just build around that. I feel as if Cowboys Nation is feeling so somber for a number of reasons. Obviously, not you know showing up to putting out the performance that they that they displayed the other night that obviously doesn't help. Then you you know you compound that problem by watching the LA Rams last night do what they did with their commitment to their roster, just like Dallas committed to their roster this year and their coaching staff. But they had a totally flip side showing. Right, they they showed up the way in which you would have hoped Dallas would have showed up. So I think that was like a double stab right there. You had a bad showing, and then you watch a team that pretty much made the commitment like like you made this year to go all in with a with a stacked roster, and they showed up and balled out. So you looked at that and said that should have been the way that we that we played. So I think that's a double jab. And now the triple jab, okay, the bow bow bow, right, the the, the dog on Muhammad Ali, okay, tap 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 on that forehead, comes in the form of even though what you just mentioned, Heckman. You have young talent coming back. Even though you know that you're going to have a good roster, maybe not as good as this year, but you're going to have a solid roster going into next year. Will McClay and his staff are going to do a heck of a job like they always do. You're still left with that feeling of, then what? Mm -hmm. Because this year your roster was stacked. This year your your coaching staff was stacked. And it still left you empty-handed. So it doesn't matter. Just like you came in hyped last week, you know, because of the how they ended the season at 12-5. and five. It doesn't matter with the regular season. The missing piece with this organization is what happens when the playoffs approach. Getting to the playoffs is stage one, but then after that, there's that empty, that, that, that bubble guts, right? We talk about the bubble guts. You have the bubble guts when the Cowboys get to the playoffs, and that's what nobody can put their finger on right now, and that's what I think is really leaving all Cowboys fans feeling uneasy. Why, why is that the case, though? Why is it that much of a, a disparity? Because, I mean, you should have been excited about 12-5. and five. You should have been excited about the way this roster was and the way that everything was. That's why Cowboys Nation was ready. And then you come out so flat in the fact that you're thirteen, you're down 13-0 before you can really even find your footing on either side of the football. What, like, Why is it so much of a disparity between the regular season and then, of course, 
the the playoffs, or is it just the factor that you can't beat a good team? I don't think it was a disparity, actually, in my opinion. I, yeah. I think uh, the way they played in this game, unfortunately, is what we saw mm-hmm. a lot of the time against better teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this was a bad football team. This is a good team. They won 12 games. Give them all the credit. Um, but the stat about NFC East 6-0, and 6-6 and against the rest of the NFL. Skewed. I mean, I, that, I think that that does carry some weight. Again, it's not a bad team. But they had some problems that cropped up in the last half of the season, particularly offensively, that they never solved. And and it showed up in this game. And I think that's why we talked about yesterday why this game was was considered a toss up, because you were playing one of the hottest teams in the NFL down the stretch, went seven and two, has been to a Super Bowl. So this was always going to be a tough game. But to your point, it's still the playoffs. It's still a home game that you earned that opportunity and it is very deflating and disappointing to to start the game the way they did and finish the game. No, it's it's really kind of hard to argue uh, that point, uh, P, because you look at the teams that they played with that went to the playoffs, uh, teams with a winning record, teams with a quote-unquote top-tier quarterback, how they fared. Um, you know, going into next year, what I'm going to do is when we get the season uh, schedule out, I'm going to say which one is a real team and which one's a fake team. Mm. Okay? So that way when we win, we can celebrate those. And when we, we win versus bums, we'll say, oh, that was a bum. Right? We bum-checked them. So let's not over-celebrate on those, right? So when we win, Chris can play the Mario ding. Ding. Yeah. I mean, when it's when it's a when it's a quality win, when it's a quality. Like, like in March Madness, you know, right. it's a quality resume win. Because I thought that Chargers, obviously, I thought that was a quality win. Yeah. I, you know, you don't. Everyone said that Philly would win the division. I thought that was a quality win. And so, like the the goalposts move so much with Dallas Cowboy fans and and the this this organization. Period. Twelve and five. Yes, Isaiah, I was happy as hell. Mm-hmm. To you, sh- you should be. As you should be. You should be. No, no I, yeah. I was I was happy to see this team battle back from the disappointment uh that they had from last season. We you you the culture was the the going theme of going into this mm-hmm. season. You made a lot about about these guys not being able to bond, be together. Mm-hmm. You saw the difference that that actually made this mm-hmm. season, the brotherhood that they had. I love seeing that camaraderie all throughout the season. But that does not de- negate the performance in the playoffs. Because if you're going to do all of that and then get to the playoffs and lay an egg, and then you look back over the NFL and see how many home teams won their games, and you were not even close physically in the game that you just played that's that's the disappointment yeah and, and that's why I didn't want to be and we can go back you know for fact check but that's why I didn't want to be Debbie Downer when these victories came along but like y'all know I wasn't hyped about a lot of these victories because they were against opponents that you're supposed to beat and everybody says oh it's still the NFL yeah that's cool however there's the, there's levels there's levels of this. I don't care what your record says. There's levels. So the 12 and 5, yeah, that sounds good. Awesome. But when you look back at the record of the teams that you face, you lost against the teams that really mattered. And that's what this record showed. You lost against the teams that actually matter, that can actually compete at the next level of competition, which is the playoffs. And that's why I kept going back to saying, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Simmer down because those games they like they cool they're cool but they really don't matter because you're showing exactly who you are and, and how you're going to approach that type of that level of competition when you face those opponents and the record showed that you back down or that you don't show up against that type of opponent and it showed up again the other day yeah 
and I, I'm not trying to take away what they accomplished. And, and some of the games that, you know, the first game of the season, looking back, might have been their best performance. You know, they took yeah. they took Tom yep. Brady and yeah. the Bucks to the wire. They went on the road against New England, and I know they got blown out in the playoffs, but won that game. And honestly, when they when they went to Minnesota, and I know Minnesota mm-hmm. wound up having a disappointing season, but they in that environment, they won without Dak. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I thought, oh, this is a special team. This is, this is a team that's got a chance because they are a complete team and they can win it without Dak, win a big game on the road without Dak Prescott. So everything flipped after Denver. Yep. I know when they when they came the next week and, and blew out Atlanta, I know I said it. I felt like, well, okay, that was an aberration. But it turned out that it wasn't for the offense. They, 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 they There was some kind of blueprint whatever yeah, you want to you call didn't it use i didn't want to say i was trying to my internal <laughs> everybody laughed at me whenever i i asked that question too well i think you're right and and i think a lot of people Which did is because, fair because it was 43 to 3 the next week and you didn't think you thought the denver game was the exception not the rule well they were so machine-like through the first six seven games of the season you're exactly right that based on the full resume you were like well they just didn't bring it today and i think we talked about it everybody even the best teams in playoff have, have playoff teams games. have one of those hiccup mm-hmm. games it turned out not to be a hiccup game. Yeah, and I can appreciate your, you know, perspective uh, on that because I think after the Denver game, you were one of the ones that was like, "Uh oh, you know, uh oh, they see it, <laughs> you know, uh oh, it's out there now." And everybody kind of followed that uh, blueprint yeah. uh, and said, "Look, this is who these guys are, and if we can show them this, we can actually slow this offense down." The numbers indicate. That that obviously after the Denver game that the production just went completely through the floor. But I just when it comes down like you, I, I use a team like Cincinnati, Cincinnati uh, for an example. They're a team that was uh, trajectory wise was going down. Obviously, Burrow's hurt, but then they bring in a wide receiver that is just game tra- changing, transformative. And if you had played them, say second week of the season, that wouldn't have been a team that you would have thought in your head. Okay, this is a team that's on the way up. No, you beat a team, a young team, young quarterback, young receiver. Look, our, our our whole thing is whether we build this, rebuild, have to rebuild this roster. You got to get game changing guys. You know. We didn't have a whole lot of game changers. You don't think this roster has game changing guys? I think Parsons was a game changer this year. Diggs was a game changer this year. You never had Jerron Curse as a as a game changer at the beginning. Nobody did. You couldn't have you couldn't have guessed the way that Dan Quinn used him that he would have been the kind of player that we needed how this many, season. How many game changers do you think are on each side of the ball on most teams? Like uh, true, like true game changers. Well, I like to. I would like to think offensively, you'd have to have two or three. This team, now this team has more than that. No, of course. Well, but, a lot of it has to be in the right spots too. Well, it has, they to, have be to be an offensive be, they have line to be utilized have to properly. Be in the defensive line. That's why they I bring. Have, up, that's what I'm saying. So I don't think this roster is short of that. So you know, just to address your point, I don't. This roster is not short of game changers. Mm-hmm. The utilization of those game changers was not used. It was it was not proper. This offense is one of the most explosive offenses, personnel wise, in the league. You saw last night. What an explosive offense is supposed to look like. You saw the other night, Kansas City, what an explosive offense, what personnel like we have is supposed to look like. The utilization was lacking. That's what's lacking. Dak is elite. Uh, Zeke is elite, regardless if he was hurt or not. Coop is elite. CD's elite. Those are four game changers right there. Right there on offense. Defensively, we had two young guys go all pro. Two young guys go all pro. And then you had you got D Law, you got Gregory. I would I would 
I would label these guys as game changers. Now, whether or not they cut that switch on or not, or whether or not they put in positions to be game changers is something different. And I think that's where there's a there, there's a there's a separation by title or by production. It is yeah, that, that's, I mean, you got to yeah, separate absolutely. the two. Absolutely, and no. that's why I said Jamar Chase. It, when you think about him as a number one wide receiver, it's unquestionable mm-hmm. his production and what he does. I mean, he separates himself. I don't know if we had that. Mm. I mean, if I'm just looking, and this is the thing about what we do, and you make the evaluation. When we evaluate teams, we get to see them play against other teams, and you're like, oh, damn, Mm -hmm. we, oh, we don't have one of those. And and (laughs) the crazy thing is, and I agree with you in that regard, a little bit in that regard, but I think if you look at this, and we're just talking about offense, let's just look at the offense. Was Zeke used the way he needed to be used this year? I don't think you could, though. Okay, injury wise. Okay, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Would you guys, Zeke, yes, no? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, let's go to. I, I might say more Pollard than Zeke. Yeah. Zeke spent almost absolutely the season pa- hurt. Yeah, Zeke was hurt. hurt. Zeke was hurt. But Pollard could have been utilized more. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. For his game changing abilities. Yes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. All right. What about Coop? Yeah, was he utilized absolutely. properly? No. 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 Hell no. Wasn't utilized properly. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and go to. Uh, let's go to CD. CD had a good year. It could have been better. Could have been better. Not consistent. Yeah. Drops. He dropped a lot of balls. Yeah. Right? That was a him and Dak. He only had the six touchdowns, which I know that's kind of getting nitpicky, but you look at the guys ahead of him that are in the similar situation. Stephon Diggs had 10, Jamar Chase had 13, Adams, Jefferson. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want him to be that upper echelon, he's in year two. That's fine. Jamar Chase is a rookie, special best rookie receiver maybe of all time. Justin Jefferson did the same thing last year. He's still young, but you still want him to be that upper echelon. Yeah, you want him to be that upper echelon, but again, he wasn't used like he could have been used, exactly. right? Debo Samuel had eight touchdowns from the backfield. Mm. Yep. And six receiving. From the backfield. <laughs> and, and match and still match CD in terms of receiving. Difference maker. Absolutely. <laughs> but also, they're being put in positions to be successful. And that's the job of on offensive side of the ball of your offensive coordinator. The reason why Micah Parsons had the year he had, not only because he's a special talent, he's an absolute goon, he's but also right he place. was put in the right position. Guess what? By half, by midseason, Dan Quinn figured out, ooh, if I put him over the guard, they don't stand a freaking chance. Mm-hmm. Right? If I put these guys wide and wide, wide nine techniques, if I put D-Law on the inside and I put Micah Parsons on the inside, we can kill these guys. They were put in amazing positions. Great players put in position to be successful. This organization has to figure out how to do that on both sides of the ball. They took turns. They took turns. Offense stepped up, defense flipped it. And the offense said, "Oh, y'all got it. We'll we'll, we'll, chill. we'll, we'll just we'll just ride. We'll hop in the back. We'll hop in the back." They didn't they didn't both say we're both driving this bus. So, I know we got to go to break. No, keep it, going. Is, is that the number one thing they got to fix this offseason? Schematically, offensively figure out how to fix yeah, I think, what they what went wrong the last ten games, whatever. I think Kellen Moore has a lot of homework to do on himself. First half, Kellen Moore. First half of the season. Second half, Kellen Moore is something that I I don't really really, really understand what was going on. And I think and I, I mentioned this earlier. I said he went in his bag. I don't know how much is left in that bag. Remember, I said he needs to he needs to go find another bag. I said I don't know how much is left in that bag. He should, you could tell in this offseason he put a lot of work in. He watched a lot of film. He analyzed himself, and he came out there, boom, 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 shooting his gun. Then he was out of ammo. Yeah, he was out of ammo. You go back to he tried to he tried to get a little bit creative this past game, going back to the little reverse wishbone thing. Yeah. But guess what? I think we ran that three times. Came out in that formation, all three of them passes. All three of them passes. None of them were out of run. You got two linemen in the backfield. You're not going to run come downhill. 
Yeah, the, the balance, the the balance dissipated early in that game when we talked about it going in. Like you have to stay balanced, but you know, I, I just feel like you can have all the great intention in the world, and your scheme can be absolutely great. But if your offense goes out and poo poo like that, I don't care what you call. You know, that's that's. It, it's like me. It's like me and my wife at the car dealership. I I, I know what we can afford, but see, she doesn't seem to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I just feel like Kellen Moore. He has plays that he wants to call, but the timing isn't going to be there for that play to be called because your offensive line isn't giving you the time you but need. But that's the, that's the aspect of his game that he has to work on. He has to work on his patience. Kellen Moore has zero patience, zero patience. And I'm and I think he's a I think he's a, a great creative mind. But I think his specialty, obviously his comfort zone, and we've talked about this, is down the field. He likes the big yep. play, the big chunk plays. He, he's, he does a great job when there's a running game and he can run play action. He'll, they'll pick you apart all day long. But when a running game is not present and it's no longer an option because you're behind, is he willing to work his way downfield? And in the stats and the film shows he's unwilling to do that. He doesn't like that. That's out of his comfort zone. He doesn't want to be patient and run a 12- to 14-play drive. He wants it to be a six-play drive. Yeah. He might have a couple plays in there, and he's taking a shot. But when the defense is playing bend but don't break, Bill Belichick-type defense, that's what we just faced. A Bill Belichick-type, we will let you work your way down the field, and then we're going to try to tighten it up in the red zone. Mm-hmm. That's what San Fran presented. And he said, nah, we're still going to take our shots. Nah, we're good. Schultz and Nager, you're wide open, but nah. We're running double under concepts on the outside. But nah. Dak, take the shot down the field. Well, Dak admittedly will will say he's greedy too in some of the, the regard that he wants to. And I think Hellman has has alluded to like Kellen's style as like when you play Madden yeah. and you're frustrated and you just want to run yep. go routes and and try to make it all back up. So, but I I don't I never felt like they were too behind where they couldn't have stuck to the running game. And I watched it yep. again, and I know they've they have struggled. I again I've talked about the O line winning up front, but like. The puzzling thing and the frustrating thing watching it again was the one drive they had, touchdown drive, that was not benefited by a takeaway. TP. Yeah, they ran it six times out of nine. Zeke and Pollard. <laughs> and, and Zeke and Pollard wound up with 12 carries in the entire game. And that one drive, that was, there, was, there was the balance. And, oh, man, that was also the most comfortable Dak Prescott looked on that, in that game. When there was a severe lack of up-tempo. There was a severe lack of creativity. It, it really did feel vanilla. It was a vanilla attack. And you had been waiting. One of the big questions when there was so much struggle at the end of the year was, I wonder if they're waiting. I wonder if they're going to wait and they're going to bring it whenever the playoffs come around. If they're going to bring that bag, Kellen Moore has a bag. It's just stashed <laughs> away for a little bit. <laughs> but, that but wasn't the case. Vanilla's okay, it. though, Kyle. Like, vanilla is okay, and that's what I think he has to go back and address. Vanilla's cool, right? I don't need the sprinkles. Mm. I don't need the sprinkles. Let me be vanilla. Let me just t- t- work my way down. Let me just work my way down. Keep it's it boring. It's freaking boring. It's freaking boring. But guess what? When you have that many weapons, that's what teams are going to do. Yeah. Teams are going to chill out. Hey, we're going to keep everything in front of us. Screw that. We ain't letting you be us over the top. They have whatever they want in front of us. He has to work on that patience. That's what I'm talking about, patience. He has to work on that aspect of his game. It's okay to be boring. And guess what? If you're boring long enough, guess what? You're going to be able to put some spice in your life whenever you have an opportunity to take advantage of it. Mm. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we've talked a lot about Kellen Moore. We'll keep that conversation going. But is Dak Prescott still good enough to get this team to a conference championship and or Super Bowl in future years. We'll talk about that and more when we come back on Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. 
Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. It is a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. Boy, just very just light. Just lay that thing yeah, down. Instead of the big feel? slam every single time. How does that feel when you're sitting? Do you what? feel like your hips are, like your pelvis is shifted? Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm 21 again. Oh, oh nice. Geez. That means we can go out and ball. <laughs> Maybe not. All right. Let's go. Let's That's get why on. he came Maybe in sleeping today. Hard That's, That's why he came in sleeping today. Hey. 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 <laughs> Let's go. Hey. That escalated quickly. Second segment here of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. I was waiting on Mario to come in. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Let's wake up with that. Oh, It's good to have a smile on your face. Even after such a disappointment. Uh, I needed that. And, yeah, we all need it a little bit. We're with you, Cowboys Nation. We feel you because it does. It feels like Groundhog Day every once in a while and... It's uh, it's not fun. So we're going to continue breaking it down for you. And we're we will be with you throughout the offseason, by the way. I'll go ahead and plug this. But we are at 11 a.m. Central Time every Tuesday from here on out. It'll Damn. be talking Cowboys. 11 a.m. Central. This is like, you know, I think I should have asked you how it feels when the season ends. It literally is like being on a roller coaster for six months and then somebody just saying, get off. Get out of here. Yep. <laughs> it's so funny you said that because somebody asked me that yesterday, and I very similar analogy. I said it was like being on a lightning rod or something, like a lightning bolt uh-huh. and riding that from July on, and then it's just it stops. It's, 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 it's Rob doesn't know it what is. a roller coaster feels like. Oh, that's well, right. Twice. Oh, 
twice in my life. My bad. And never uh, again. Bad analogy. I forgot <laughs> no, who no, I was that's, talking no, to. No, that's, that's for dead me, on. For me, it's like being chased by a bear for six months. And oh, then turning around and the bear isn't there anymore. So, yeah. yeah that's dead imagine, on. Imagine taking a, a garbage bag and going to clean out your locker. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's, suck. that's a quick sudden end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Give you a big black garbage bag and say, get your stuff out your locker. Why's it got to be yep. black? I don't know. What's up with that? <laughs> Goodness Mouth, brain, Sometimes. It's true, though. And it's, a, it's a sudden ending, and immediately you get back to the facility yesterday, and it's it's a pause. You don't you don't hear anything going on. You hear tumbleweeds there. going down the hallway. Yeah, you don't. It, it, honestly, <laughs> and it was it was there was nobody out at the Tostitos Plaza out front. Gorgeous facility. Monday night football game playing on the big screen. But and guess what? Nobody there. OTA is gonna strike back up, and it will do it all over again. It's true, no doubt about Somebody's it. Somebody's throw uh, their cow. You threw your cowboy jersey across the room. It'll be there waiting on you when you're ready to pick it it'll up. It'll be that. Be back on the hanger <laughs> yeah. before you. Come know. on back. Come on back. All right, let's talk about Dak Prescott here. Let's talk about Dak. And Isaiah wants me, me to start bro. with Heckma. You really do. <laughs> Isaiah know, wants me to start with like Heckma, this. so I'm gonna start with Heckma. <laughs> I I agree with what you're about to say because I know what you're about to say. But is Dak Prescott still a quarterback? Is he still a quarterback that could get the job done? Yes. Yes, he is. Why is uh, that? Yeah, look, you know, that's obviously with the head coach and the quarterbacks, they keep all the winning records. Yeah. Right now, that one and three playoff record, that ain't looking good. And you have got to Im- improve on that. Going into this offseason, it's got to be the emphasis on the running game has to be there. And that's the for any quarterback. You look at Kyler Murray yesterday. You look at any quarterback. That that balance, your running game has to be there. Zeke coming out saying that he had a PCL injury this all year. That is what gave me the mystery meat bubble, bubble guts. Yeah. Because to me, he was a decoy all year long. He was a decoy. He was an extra blocker. That's just indicative of how bad your offensive line is. And anytime we saw TP, that was actually the offense running. You know, so it, those things have got to be corrected. But I think, you know, Dak's numbers, obviously the, the – the NFL is it's a new it's a throwing passing league so everyone's numbers is escalated uh, me and P have talked about how the numbers run, rushing numbers have completely gone into the tank there's got to be an identity with this team that has to be addressed right away offensively if Kellen Moore leaves if he stays whatever it is we've got to figure this part of it out uh, is it the the running gun or we completely just ground and pound which one is it going to be because we've got to figure this we got to figure this thing out because we're leaving this guy out to dry especially on those games where we don't have any balance i've never gotten that confused with aaron rodgers i've never gotten that confused with tom brady i know where his strong suits are he's a freaking leader right that's what he is he is a blue collar quarterback in a white collar uh, town and you just better keep it real with yourself on that. And if you can build around him, he can get you there. But if you're just saying, hey, Dak, and, and I know, I hear what you're saying, cha-ching, if you're going to pay him like that, then he's got to lead like that. Yeah. Whatever the whatever the, the, the outlay for everybody, the way they're getting paid, I just feel as though Dak is a quality quarterback. You cannot give up on him. And if you were, if you did, you would be stupid. Because you go back to Sunday, if Dak played for the 49ers, you probably lose by 40 points. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays for the Dallas Cowboys, he throws four interceptions. Hmm. Period. So the answer is 
And I like hell the, yeah. I like the way you brought up the run game. And I, I've been looking at this. This is these are some of the totals running the football in Wild Card Weekend. Look at the teams that moved on and won football games. Elijah, uh, Elijah Mitchell, of course, for San Francisco had 96 yards. Devin Singletary had 81 yards. Debo Samuel added 72 to uh, Elijah Mitchell's 96. Uh, both Sony Michelle and Cam Akers were over 50 yards apiece. Joe Mixon had a fantastic season and ran the ball for 46 yards in that ball game. They all have running attacks. And the Cowboys' running attack had 60 yards prior to the final play. So it does. It plays a massive role in how Dak Prescott's able to run this offense, how the play action is then working, and it does. It makes an impact, and if a quarterback is is has that eliminated, that rug taken out from underneath them, it makes your offense one-dimensional, and you have to find another way to get it done. And really, I didn't think there was another outlet for Dak Prescott to have. What's hey? He wasn't good. I will say that. He didn't play well, no. but he didn't necessarily have heck. a whole lot of help either. Proud of you, heck. Mm. Standing strong. I'm proud of you, man. I know, I know you love your Dak. <laughs> I know you love your Dak, man. And, you know, I think you kept it 100 right there. I think that was well said. We should clip that. Uh, oh, Lord no. Jesus, help me. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with everything that you said. I think that Dak is a very capable quarterback. I believe that Dak is and should remain the leader of this team. Yeah. Uh, I do believe that Dak has to elevate his leadership in the form of the expectations for this entire organization. And when I say that, I mean that there should be 17 check boxes. There should be 17 boxes that he has to check. Boom, 17 games, boom, boom, boom. Okay, that's cool. We're going to take care of these. These ones are the ones that are necessary to propel us to the ones that really matter. And I feel as if if that comes from your leader on the field, your quarterback, then that expectation of the entire offense and team will elevate. It's one thing to hear from the coach. It's another thing to hear from the player. When you think about the NFL, you think about the head coach, and then you think about who? Your quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. Right? So those two guys have to be speaking the same language. When I was when I was in New England, I was wondering, because when I was in here in Dallas, we won ball games. We was out, we was kicking it. Woo, we, was, we was turning up. You know what I'm saying? Locker room live, all that kind of stuff. And then carried over through the weekend. We was out clubbing. And when I got to New England, it was like, all right, guys, good game. Um, come back in on Monday, and we got film to study, get ready for the next team. It's like, what the heck, man? Like, we just won a ball game. But it didn't feel like you just won a ball game. It just felt like you checked that box. You're supposed to do that. That's just your job. Your job is to show up and take care of these regular season games. We're, we're preparing our minds for the next level. And I don't think that that step has been taken here. Obviously, it's been, what, how many years? 25 years? Since More than the, that now. 26. 26 years. So the psychology and the communication between the head coach and that quarterback has to be on the same wavelength. And I'm not sure if it's there yet. I don't think – I can't think about an instance this year where we heard any – any dialogue between the head coach nor Dak in reference to postseason. And I'm not saying that that's something they should be verbally just talking about all the time, but I didn't even get an inkling that, that their mindset was higher goals than just the regular season. Like, this was the expectation. I felt as if it was like, hey, we did a great job today. I'm like, hey, I never got the sense that it was like, yep, no, good, we're preparing for the next week. I, I never got that vibe, and I may be wrong. I'm just telling you what I feel. Right, but I don't believe that there's an instance where you got this the feeling that these guys are their 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 mind is set on this is supposed we're supposed to be doing this to these teams, yeah. and we need to be having our mind set on what are we going to face when we get to the playoffs. Well, and even if there was a little bit of that from Dak and from McCarthy and the leaders of this team, even if there was a sliver of that as the mindset with the postseason in mind, 
that's still not enough because not only do you have to have that mindset yourself, you have to have a more locked-in mindset than all 31 other teams in the NFL if you really want to achieve the goal and really get to the expectation in which this organization requires of you. Absolutely, but I think that it has to start somewhere, whether it starts there or whether it starts somewhere else. I don't know, but that that level of expectation has to – and you hear it, right? You hear it in in camp. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Our goal is to get to the NFC, you know, championship, NFC, win the NFC East, and then, you know, get to the championship – I hear you. I hear you. But what are your actions saying? What are your actions saying? Like, have fun, win your ball games. But then, like, hey, your mindset, you should feel the vibe. That all the when, you, when they lose, a, when the Cowboys lose a game, what do we hear? Referees. Like, you know what's being said. You know what's being said behind the scenes. When you listen to some of these other teams, listen to the leadership. Listen to where their conversations are leading to. Aaron Rodgers wins a game. Is he hyped about that game? Or is he talking about like what's going to happen down the road? Yep. Like it's, it's just the future. It's, it's what am I trying to attain? And I've gotten beaten up here. You beat me up. I'm like, dang it, Isaiah. You know, like you are you. You're so hard on these guys. I'm like, yeah, because this is not. This isn't a goal. The regular season is not the goal. Yeah. That's that's that sets you up to be in position to go take care of business. That's why losing that Arizona game was so important. Right, because we wanted. Now you still wouldn't got the first round by because you know because of um, Green Bay because of Green Bay. But positioning yourself the best you can for the playoff run, because that's all that matters in this league. Nobody cares. They could have went freaking like the dog on New England Patriots went sixteen and zero or whatever it was. Right, they went undefeated season, lost the Super Bowl. Yep, they don't give a dog on about that regular season. I guarantee you that nobody wears an AFC or NFC championship ring. Nobody does. You throw that in the closet. You might even give it to your auntie. <laughs> There's one thing that matters in this league, and it's walking away with the doggone trophy and a ring. That's the only thing that you walk away with your stats, and you walk away with your jewelry. Those are the only two things you walk away with in your career. No, absolutely. Man, I, that is, I've heard so many Hall of Fame. Like Chris Carter just said it on television the other day. I trade my yellow jacket in for a Super Bowl ring any day. Wow. And guys say it, and they Jerry mean it. Jerry said it. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry so, said it. So the, the level of success that comes with the Lombardi for players that sacrifice so much, you're right. You know, it's it's. Uh, I, I think that when you have an organization that has that's stayed in that eight, that 500 level throughout seasons, man, you, you celebrate when you get above that. But the organizations that you're talking about that, hey, man, all right, we won a game. Come on, let's move on to the next thing. I got a couple of Super Bowl rings to to boot to go with all of that, yeah. you know. So it's a formula that works, yeah. um, and that's what we got to come up with, man. Yeah. Which which is which formula works? Man. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. You made a lot of great points, Isaiah. And as as Heck was talking, I was like a bobblehead. I was just doing this. You could just tap the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> because I I mean I I believe in Dak. I've been on Dak for. For years, uh, because of his work ethic, because yep. I think he he truly wants to be great. The second half of the season was completely different from him after he came back from the strain calf, and I'm yeah. not saying the injury was a major factor there, but we talked about schematically there were some things there. I don't know exactly what the answer is. Why I don't know if anybody really knows exactly what has gone wrong with this offense because I think one of the things with Dak that impressed me so much early in the season was just how quick how how advanced he's gotten in terms of complete command of this offense. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Read, read, read. I Extension got this. Balls, of a coaching staff. balls out. Yep. You know, co- total command. We didn't see that as much, and and I think the running game is a huge factor there. I'm not putting it all away from Dak Prescott because if you watch s- clips of guys breaking it down, Dan Orlovsky, whoever, like there, there's misthrows, there's misreads, there's all there is that stuff. Um, 
But again, it helps to have things around you a little more stable. And I've said this team was the best team I've Cowboys team I've seen since 07. I might amend that and say 16, even though Dak was a rookie, even though Zeke was a rookie and they were a young team, because they had that offensive line so dominant and something mm-hmm. that they could just lean on and just moving people out of the way. And again, I'm not putting it all on the offensive line here, but that was not that's not the strength it used to be. No. They spent all season trying to figure out the right five, the most effective group, and they never got that continuity. And I think the running game and not having that, and some of it's Kellen Moore maybe not sticking to it enough, but that to me was a huge factor in why this offense, to your point too, Kyle, was not as effective this down the stretch. Yeah, that offensive line was probably the spot that I circled the most throughout the season because even the defense in the game, we talked about it yesterday, in the game on Sunday – 23 points allowed by your defense, even after the slow start, even after the big play to Debo Samuel following the turnover, it was enough. It should have been enough to get your offense and give them a chance to win the football game, and they didn't do that. All right, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we wrap up our final regular season episode with a positive note when we return right after this. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Breaking a bank. Yeah. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. <laughs> see more, do more Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. 
Isaiah stand back with the mic flip, the final <laughs> one of the regular season. And the eyebrow. And eyebrow. That wasn't Curl. a mic flip. That was like a mic slap. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> Get out of here. What is this? Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And guys, I wanna I wanna bring some positivity. I said Isaiah a second ago. What's that? What's the positivity? What's positivity? I want to bring some sort well, of positivity. What does that even mean right now? Nah, I know. Uh, nobody ahead. nobody. That's what I'm trying to figure out what you're about to do. I want to hear your favorite part of this season. Oh, it could be on the field. It could be <laughs> off the field. It could be a part of these shows. I want to hear your favorite part to wrap up this season. Because we had a lot of fun in here. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun throughout the year on different shows, different things, different games. It all kind of just boiled down. What was your favorite part? We'll start with Isaiah. The culture change that Dan Quinn brought. Okay. And the hope. On that side of the football alone or just in general? The whole team. It affected the whole team. I think it gave this. I think without Dan Quinn, there wouldn't be no 12-5. and five, And there wouldn't have been the hope going into the playoffs that this, that this team and organization had. I think it was a complete culture shock for, in a good way. And obviously it showed up on the field. So, Dan Quinn, most definitely. Pals, damn. I, that's where I was going. <laughs> but, but Dan Quinn, you know what, man? Uh, not to be too mushy about all of this, man. I, I think just doing this podcast with you guys each and every day and the approach of professionalism that you guys have, I mean, it's it's always humbling. I bring my best shit every time I come in here with y'all. And it's just, you know, Cowboy Nation and, and everybody that over the seasons, you know, that have embraced me and taken me in. I, I Man, this is... You know, don't wake me up because this is this is crazy to be in this environment, to uh, be around so many great people. I mean, not only just you guys, but, you know, Chris Beam, Roxanne Medina, uh, Derek Eagleton, Nick, you know, Nick Eatman. It's just it's just a lot of it's just you're, you're surrounded by so many quality people that it's it's. It's intimidating. It's intimidating. And so you try and find your place in it, and you got to be badass each and every day when you come into a, a studio that you know that David Hellman is going to walk into mm. after you. So mm. you got to be funky, baby. Man, goodness. <laughs> that Dave brings a high standard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Co-sign that. Love you, Heck. Yeah. You got, yeah. No doubt. Everybody brings it every day. It's a lot of fun. Um I hope they can keep Dan Quinn. I don't know. He's got about 18 job interviews for head coaching vacancies around <laughs> he's the league. He's got a busy week. two weeks. <laughs> he gone. Yeah. Uh, he's got to turn out a lot, of, lot of teams are interested in him, and for good reason. Um, that's tough. I, I would say just watching Micah Parsons play football yeah. and listening to Micah Parsons every day. He's my favorite guy to talk to during the week. Um, I think you listen to him after this game Sunday – and you 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 hear him talk and talk about accountability and we got to clean up penalties and it's so it's not it's not just his play on the field but you listen to him talk and you're thinking this leader yeah. this young guy is going to be a leader of this team um, and he kind of already is um, he's definitely a building block and a huge bright spot in what they've done this season and if they without him with Ooh. all the guys they were missing yeah. early in the season he really kind of saved this defense in a lot of ways early on he really did and he's. I mean, there's so many expectations around him, whether or not he lives up to the numbers that he put up in a rookie season. That's going to be tough because he did set such a high bar. But, yeah, I agree with you. Michael Parsons, Dan Quinn, this podcast and how much fun it is to do this each and every day. Chris, do you have a favorite moment throughout the season? My my favorite moment? Yeah. Yeah, I got a favorite moment. What is it? Five o'clock? 
What? <laughs> when five o'clock rolls around? Rob's no, no, wallet. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five o'clock is always good every day. Always My, a lot of fun. I can go outside. <laughs> is it is it is it dark outside when I leave? Usually it is. Uh this is my favorite moment. It is straight up win or lose. Pick the Cowboys, pick the Vikings, and we're going to let it happen and say it with your chest here on Talking Cowboys. B, we'll start with you. Who you got on Sunday? <laughs> uh, well, before I answer that real quick, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it with my chest, man. Isaiah, stand back. Yes, sir. As you over there, Isaiah, stand back. You about to get burnt in the 40-yard dash from your boy B. Church. I can't do wait. Do until oh, do 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 I can't wait. Don't do this. Don't do this. He's going to burn you. I'm going to burn you. Don't do this. We all going to burn you out here. Don't do this. But back to the question. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Cowboys. They going to take this dub. It's over. Kirk Cousins ain't got nothing for us. All the muscles over there. I can listen to this all day. That's Barry. I'm burning you in the 40 that was probably my favorite moment man. i love it awesome. chris that was so fun uh, chris and, and funny barry thing, the pranking. funny thing is it took heckma probably a good like five minutes to be like hold on a second that that that's that's Barry. I think I took longer, took longer than, than that. Did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hedma realized it was like that's Barry, and then it took me even more. I was like, wait a second, that's actually Barry. I don't think I identified it until he said the players last. I was like, oh, you sneaky oh, bastard! Oh, this is actually. <laughs> the funny thing is, he's like, he's like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do it. He only said that like five times, but I think at that point he didn't really know who uh-uh. it was. Uh-uh. No, you had I no idea. It. You thought that he was, was just great, challenging yeah. you yeah, exactly. and not taking Barry's yeah. side. And as soon as said players, I was like, oh, man, that was so That was funny. probably my favorite. That was, awesome. that was my favorite moment. That was hilarious. That calm down Fido and all the other great now this moments race can that we've had. Here we go. Yep. It's offseason time. Woo. we got to get the race going. Danny McRae, you're jumping on the up. wrong thing, so calm down, Fido. Calm down, Fido. That's a good one, Oh, So many fun moments. My, I mean, you guys hit so many great points. Mine is really the interaction we got to have with Cowboys Nation this year yeah. as opposed to what we were having last year yep. because it was all virtual last year. We didn't really get to do a whole lot. We got to go to training camp this year. We got to do some outdoor stuff this year. We had fans on our pick'em segments every single week, and it was so much fun. So, for real, Cowboys Nation, you were the best. I've been very sentimental and thankful over the last couple of days. Don't cry. I'm not. Oh. I'm not. Okay, I heard no, the fluctuation in your voice. No, that that's called losing my voice. And but, still trying to get it back. That's a great point, and also you got to credit this football team for giving us a chance to have fun because yeah. it wasn't fun to talk about this team last year, and obviously oh, the no. COVID was a huge factor of it too. And that's why the way this season ended is so disappointing because this is. team did have a good season. It's you know. angry because you had higher expectations. Last year, we were talking about the draft in like three weeks before <laughs> November. Started. Three weeks yeah. into the season. So, yeah, we, uh, we are so much. We are so thankful to be a part of this, be a part of Cowboys Nation. And, of course, we'll be here throughout the offseason, 11 a.m. Central Times, on Tuesday. Tuesdays. Tuesdays from oh, here on Tuesday. out. It's talking, talking Tuesday. What's popping tomorrow? Nothing. No. Yes, but, Isaiah's on tomorrow for like a media. Oh, oh yeah, a, oh, we're, we're going to do a, a joint show. show. Right. Yeah. There's a joint oh. show tomorrow. Cool. 
Well, Isaiah will be on there, so that's you fun. Yeah, Isaiah. He's like, What's popping tomorrow? Isaiah will be on tomorrow, and I think Kyle, you're on on Thursday. Oh, I am. Oh, you are. There oh. you go. Breaking news, Kyle. Great guys. All right. Well, I'll see you on Thursday for whatever show it is. But for the final time in the regular season for Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos for Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you next time. Thanks again, Cowboys Nation. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?